The Aussie NFL Fantasy Show would like to acknowledge the traditional land owners and the leaders past, present and emerging of Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal countries where we are working from today. This always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I gave him a spray because he started horrendous with the uh, Atlanta, Atlanta Carolina game and I, I had breaking news that I had sacked Mark Downey as the uh, general manager. <laughs> I actually kind of feel like uh, celebrating my own success a little bit there. Aussie? Give me that trophy soon. Let's go. I'm coming back. <laughs> and you know, Manjot, I feel like I should go head-to-head with you in the foreign game. NFL? Yeah. So Manjot's 2-0 when Mark's on the pod. What would happen if Mark did Manjot's team that would just that's going to set a record fantasy he might not know the rules of the segment sometimes we do explain it to him but oh, then we don't we know do... the rules of the segment sometimes yeah, yeah. mate <laughs> this is the aussie nfl fantasy show and a team that early on looked like it was just going to eat rubber and come last and be in the corner picking its nose with the dunce hat on in today's busy world it's hard to have it all who has time to do all the analysis and decision-making for your fantasy team? Probably not you, but we can help. Whether it's positively diagnosing players with fantasy leprosy or helping you find the players who are on the verge of being fantasy legendary, there's only one name in all of fantasy you can really trust. Make an appointment with Dr. Goodcall. It is Taylor who is our Dr. Good Call here. Matty C with you to start show two of the week. Man, Josh joining us with Dr. Good Call. This is your segment, Tay. Yeah. Um, where do you even want to start, mate? Look, Dr. Good Call just wants to shout out one Taylor Goodall for, for his <laughs> wonderful win over Adam last week. Uh, I don't know if it's been brought up on any earlier shows. Not too sure. But, uh, look, I just want to say well done to him for vanquishing that arsehole uh, and just putting him straight in the ground where, he's, where, he, where he belongs. <laughs> I love it. I'm hoping this is a recurring theme all week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't know, Taylor. He looks like a great guy. He looks really handsome. Uh, His TikToks are just amazing. Uh, And I I just wanted to to give him that shout out. (laughs) Well, the doctor is uh, benevolent. He's filled with the milk of human kindness, clearly. (laughs) Dr. Goodcall loves to give a shout out, mate. Uh, and he'll shout out his calls from last week right oh, now. Oh, do because there were some crackers. Straight into him. Uh, Come on. Trevor was a tough one at quarterback, obviously. It looked like his season was done at halftime, and then all of a sudden he's done the Undertaker gif and just all of a sudden popped back out in the second half. Uh, look, yeah, he got the late touchdown, ended up about 16 points, I think, in, in most leagues. Yeah. So, look. It wasn't fantastic. I was hoping for a little bit more with the matchup, but in the end, he didn't exactly kill you either. Um, obviously, Detroit will last against quarterback coming into that game, so the hope was you'd have a bit of a monster game, and it ended up 40-14 to 14 in that game. You were hoping for a bit more to and throw uh, yeah. from both sides, uh, but still 54 total points, so it was a bit of a shootout still. But, you know, if Trevor had sort of stayed healthy the whole game, the hope would have been that they may have... Uh, had a bit better of an offense, but in the end, you, you, you'd take that as a streamer. Mate, I, I think that's completely true, that if he was in the game longer, he just you know, it's not like that defense couldn't have been had. But, um, mate, uh, there is no player in the league who would be better to recreate the Undertaker gift than Trevor with that hair, right? Come on, I need to see that. I need to see Trevor just do that through the week. Just, you know, just recreate it. Come on. You know you want to. 
that's silky shitty hair. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to running back. And this was uh, Dr. Cookall's biggest win of the week, actually. Uh, AJ Dillon up against the Bears. And it's been very, very hard to prescribe AJ Dillon this year. It's been hard to pick when he's actually going to be utilized and when he isn't. Uh, I just took the shot because they're up against the Bears being 25th against running back in fantasy this year. And I saw the week earlier than that that it looked like he was getting a bit more involved against the Eagles. Uh, so I just took the shot that um, with, the, with the very good matchup that they would use him a bit more in this game. And that's just exactly what happened. And he had a big touchdown run, ended up in over 20 points in PPR. So that that was a huge, huge win in a, in a week that was really, really hard to find running backs or yeah. players. Mate, and we all complain about who we were going to have to try and find in starts of the week. Yet here you go, you just pluck a guy with 21 points. Uh, a triple plus, I reckon. Man, surely you've got to mark him pretty high for this call. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Taylor get, sorry, does Dr. Goodcall get a pastry for that? I mean, come on. Yeah, I reckon he does. I reckon he does. That was a dang on call. I put, I put the Taylor nail drop, but it's Dr. Goodcall, so it has to be the Dr. Goodcall nail drop. Yeah, whoa, whoa, not Taylor. I just thank uh, Taylor. Who's Taylor? Clearly yeah. not Taylor. Uh, yeah, Taylor's too busy off celebrating many, his win. <laughs> not yeah, too many Taylor's... more of those pastries, man. John, I'm not going to fit into my code anymore. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm really struggling as it is. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's a good one. That's I like that. One. That's funny. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, you, you got to have more pastries, Dr. Goodcall. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm a better doctor than you. So I, I pancakes. Pancakes. Is there any seamstresses like out there or anyone that can sew that could maybe put an extra panel on my on my coat that, you know, let it out a little bit, turn it into a 10XL? <laughs> 10XL. Yeah. <laughs> 10XL. God damn, that's mad. X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X L. At this point, it should just be one huge X. Anyway, yeah, we'll move on to what I thought was going to be Yay Jones. I don't really have a rhyme for that, but it was more like Ask Jones in the end. He was up against Detroit. Yay Jones. Yay Jones. You had to go Yay Jones. That was easy. It. Yes. That was, how does Dr. Goodcall go from Yay Jones and is Yay and Nay? Come on. That was we had the, We easy. had the mind meld. We both said it too. We just had the same time. Just Nay <laughs> Jones at each other. Oh, it's got to be Nay Jones. My heart, man, Jot. This is my Maddie probably said a millisecond first. I think I doubt it. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whose brain's quicker, yours or mine? Yours. Just me. What do you say? Look. For me, oh, fuck, I started Zay over Darius Slayton, so I'm pretty pissed at him. So, fuck Zay Jones, please. This week well, was two, bad. Two for 16, some bullshit like that. Uh, 3.6 in PPR, just wasn't what you're after. Uh, he'd been yeah. very, very consistent consistent lately. And uh, up against that matchup, you would thought it'd be a lot more fruitful. And in the end, he just didn't really get a look in in this game. So, yeah, it was definitely a big miss there for anyone that uh, picked up, say, off uh, waivers last week and played him. But, I mean, this is the risk. And you've got to be a bit bold with wide receiver because you can look down that list of wide receivers again to the mid-20s and see some really big names there. And and you say them, that's not going to help anyone. So I like that you've got the you know the bravery to go after players who are lower. And I know it's been wrong with me the last few weeks. I've actually given you a fucking lot of credit lately. And it kind of... <laughs> I think I must be feeling pretty ill. I might have to go and find a new practitioner. But, mate, I'm going to give you a lot of bravery credits for going after someone like Zay Jones who hasn't done a heap all year, kind of been floating around that am I even, you know, rosterable kind of range. And then he finally shows up and really shows he can be part of the offense 
So you trust him and then he he bites you in the ass against like the 29th best defense against wide receivers. Like, Yeah, look, in the end, you felt cray-cray for playing Zay. So, look, just making a comeback, <laughs> trying, to, trying to salvage whatever I missed out on. Uh, tight end, I took Conk Conk up against uh, the Vikings, who were 22nd against tight end. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty shit outing, really. Tight end in general was just horrendous last week. Uh, we, we brought up on the side that you didn't have Noah Fant, uh, Kate Otten, or Taysom Hill. Uh, it was pretty much a shit week for you. So I uh, took a shot on one of them, and it just turned out he was just one of the million shit tight ends on the week. Yeah. Uh, All of those other really three, much. pretty much unstartable anyway as well, which is just so infuriating because people who did start yeah. them are doing victory laps, and you're like, Dude, Kate Otten played against the number one defense against tight ends. And, and with uh, eight seconds to go, he had no points. It just doesn't. Eh. Anyway, infuriating. Hey. People like that should not be getting rewarded. <laughs> Apologies yeah. to Evan Engram. He had a pretty good week too. So I'll, ch- I'll chuck him in that uh, group of uh, tight ends that play quite well. But yeah, Tyler Conklin would have been better off bonking with uh, Zach Wilson, I assume. <laughs> Tyler non oh, okay. <laughs> Probably bonking mums with uh, Zach Wilson. He would have been better off. <laughs> he might have been. That uh, might be why he was so tired and didn't score any points. <laughs> yeah, my, my yeah. assumption, yeah. Uh, look, fantasy aids, speaking of bonking, fantasy Ooh. aids, uh, nine, yeah, sorry, I had 9.8 left for Saquon that he had to get. And he busted through that pretty easily. And look, I'm actually going to say, and this isn't going to make any sense. Here we go. I am fucking so happy that someone finally just beat the shit out of my call for Fantasy Eight. <laughs> I've been so over someone like just falling over the line for a fucking touchdown to get like 10.5 points when they've gone two yards per carry the entire week. I took on someone who was in the top five in running yes. back and he finally went out and just had a really good game and just blew up my whole Fantasy Eight call and I loved it. Because I could sit there and go, you know what? I was fucking wrong. Yes. I wasn't actually right for 99% of the game just to watch him fall over the line. I was wrong. I accept it. And I can move on. And I feel a lot better about it. That's how I felt in my match with Gridiron, guys. I was like, thank God. Thank God, like, benching Leonard Fournette for Jeff Wilson Jr. didn't actually cost me the game. I'm glad Gridiron guys actually smoked me. So, you know, shout out to Gridiron guys. Good, good lads there. You know, I wasn't being salty. I was just saying, I was just laughing at myself for benching um, Jeff Wilson for uh, benching Lenny for Jeff Wilson. But yeah, same sort of same sort of story arc. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Is yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's just it's weird, but yeah, I'm I'm going for it. You know, I mean, yeah, it's it's almost like the starts of the week thing. If you're going to get last, you'd rather just lose by a mile. Yeah. And, yeah. And this, this really was the thing wrong. where, it, like, in the end, a scoreboard is a scoreboard. And if we're saying that, you know, a, a pass mark for me doing the fantasy aids is 10 and they get 10.5, it feels like it's still a loss. And if they if we'd gone out and scored 30, I would have been like, you know what? I was way off the mark and I, and I lost. Yeah. That would actually make more sense than feeling like you got the entire game right with everything you've done only to right at the end be told, oh, you were actually wrong because he went over 10 points. I would rather just be completely wrong, watch the guy get 100 yards and just be like, you know what, I missed on this one, I can move on and actually feel like I got it wrong instead of feeling like I got it 99% right. 
Yeah. He didn't mile sand as your ass. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He yeah. just went out and had a really good game and it actually made me feel better. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's not only that he needed to sort of stay under 25 over both games, it's that he practically scored 25 in the second game. Did he pr- I think you, you added all up between the two games. You have 35 or something like that. So, he, yeah. yeah, he was... What you'd hope for out of a top five running back this week, he wasn't last week, and I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm still really glad that you're brave enough to take that on, and through week one, it didn't quite go the way you're hoping, but you're really still in the game, and I don't know. I just thought it was pretty admirable. Well, that yeah. first week was a bit frustrating too because he had 52 yards, and again, he just fell over the line for that one touchdown. Yeah. So after week one, it was a bit frustrating, but... To then see him yeah, actually have a really over. good game on the ground as well as a touchdown, that actually just made me feel like, you know what, yeah. he's back, he's played really well, I'm just happy to move on and take the loss. He ran that yeah. sucker in untouched for about 20 yards as well this yeah, week. Exactly. So when he did yeah. that, I'm like, oh, see you, Taylor. <laughs> it felt so much better. <laughs> Threw my pen in the air, chucked my notebook off my lap and went, that's the end of him. <laughs> At least I don't yeah. have to sweat this last minute, buddy, one-yard <laughs> yeah. touchdown. Here. And it was late in the first quarter or something like that too. I'm like, yeah, that'll do it. He's got three quarters where he just knows it's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Look, I'm hearing a bit week. of thunder and lightning, by the way, out here in Canberra. You bit of Saquon talk. Yeah, yeah, bit of Saquon talk. I think he runs a bit like the thunder and lightning sort of player. So I think, you know, might be getting some might be getting some vibes here on that Ooh. Dr. Goodcall segment. Prosecution calls their first witness. Do not panic just yet. Even I am guilty of panicking. I mean, what, are you going to detain the guy for just having a couple of bad days? I don't want people to follow me around at work and detain me whenever I have a bad day. 20 bloody 8, Your Honour. Sorry for the, the cursing in your old courtroom, sorry. I will allow it. All right, well, let's look Good forward to week 14. Where we've got four teams on a bye. And some of the yeah. matchups are tricky. Um which makes a segment like this really important for a guy like me who's got a 4-9 team and I'm just trying to find a way to get a competitive lineup together. <laughs> All right. I'll prescribe some goodness for you, Matty C. Going to need a doctor. Now, I'm going to take the guy that I picked up and played in Astro League last week against Adam. I'm taking Jared Goff up against the Vikings hey. who are 25th against quarterback. And honestly, and I've brought this up so much this year, it's one thing I'm definitely hanging my hat on. You play Jared Goff when he is at home because home. that guy is absolutely dominating at home. Dominating. I saw a stat the other day that the, the combined totals of every game in Detroit this year uh, has been 66 points. So every single time the Lions are at home against basically anyone, um, that it's going to be a high score. And honestly, I think this projects to be a very high-scoring game against the Vikings because neither secondary really can stop anyone. So... I just think Goff is in a very good situation. He's got the sun god. He's got a huge um, rapport with him at the moment. And I just think it's going to be all systems go for Goff this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree. I'm, I'm fully in on this one as well. I'm, I'm straight up saying it. I'm, I've already put in a prediction that the Lions are going to win this game against the Vikings. So, look, I've already said it on my on good egg ground. So, pretty much 100% I'm all in the Vikings they're going to lose to the Lions here and the Lions are going to make that late playoff push. That's that's where I'm going. So I think Goff can have a big game against the Vikings this week. I 100% agree. He needs to if he wants to uphold my prediction, for sure. Certainly made my list for starts of the week, but I'm going to tuck my foreskin away. 
<laughs> so flappy. Uh, the Lions actually opened up as favourites in Australian betting, which was absolutely amazing. Come on, Australia. I guess, I guess what, a 10-2 and two team? We all ride the so, underdogs. Yeah. Mate, we love a good underdog, mate. Give us, yeah, give us an underdog and a Vegemite sandwich. All right. Well, I think Maddie might jump through the phone and try and tackle Dr. Good Call here because I'm stealing his boy. I'm taking Captain James Cook. Hey. Yet to a 15th against running back. Why well, I'm wearing the Bills <laughs> jersey, sure baby. Not sure if you'd react happy or feeling like I've stolen his boy, but yeah, I'm taking the captain this week. Uh, I was really, really impressed by what he did last week, and he just seems to have a pretty decent one two punch of Singletary. Singletary, obviously, if there's a bunch of guys around him, I think Singletary's better at getting that extra yard or two. Uh, but I think if they hit any sort of hole, Cook looks so much uh, better. Like, yep. he looks like he's got all the juice. So it almost reminds me of a Zeke and Pollard situation where, you know, it's good to have hmm. both of them. Um, but I just think in general, if you're wanting a chunk play, it's going to be Captain James. He's going to be the guy getting in for you. And I think they're going to need it against this very good Jets defense. Uh, but where you can beat the Jets is on the ground. And I think James Cook's going to do very well at that this week. Yeah, I I like this. I salute I like, you. I like this. I'm, I, I was a big James Cook fan too coming into preseason. I'm, you were. I'm, I'm happy to see him get a few big carries. So, look, it might be a good situation like you said. I'm hoping it's not. I hope it doesn't take too much away from the passing game secretly as a guy who owns Allen and Diggs in content team. I'm hoping he doesn't like zap away the 30 plus points I need from each of those two. I hope it doesn't take too much away from that, but that's just me being selfish. So look, He also the- projects as a good pass catcher too, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they yeah. sort of incorporate him more into that. I know they pick yeah. up Ian Pines, the which takes away a bit of Georgia the running back. Work, yeah, like Georgia running backs not generally known to be big pass catchers, right? Yeah. No. I just think he's going to share a lot of the first two downs, and I just think in, in general there's going to be some times where he's just going to end up with a with a reception anyway. So might not be drawn up that way, but I think, you know, as a third, like a sort of a last resort, he might just get one from Josh Allen. Um, like I said, Hines will probably take a fair bit of the third down work, but I just think there's enough there for Cook. Yeah, 100%. and I mean, what he gets sixty yards rushing, sixty yards receiving, or something like that last week as well. So you know, he's just he's shown he can do a bit of both. And I think this is one of those great things where, as the season wears on, the guy who's been the incumbent all the time starts to get shoved out of the way for the younger, hotter prospect who's kind of been under cling wrap for the year. And you see teams do this every year, and it wouldn't surprise me if come playoff time we see playoff Jimmy, which is kind of like playoff Lenny. And uh, Devin Singletary's yeah. just going with the wind. Uh, it would not surprise me. I'm not forecasting that to be exactly how it goes, but gee, if it happens, no surprise from this guy. All right. So from a y- some young hotness to old saggy ball sacks, I'm taking Adam Thielen up against the Lions, uh, 29th against wide receiver. And in all seriousness, I just want to pen up a piece of that game. <laughs> I just think that game is going to be so high scoring. I think Thielen gets back into the end zone. I'm making a Dr. Goodcall guarantee that Adam oh. Thielen scores a touchdown this week. Oh. I'm going to make that call. I think, I think this is where he gets back in. He's been a touchdown monster the last few years, and somehow it's gone away. And I, I think it comes back this week because there's just going to be so much touchdown equity in this game. You just want every piece that's fantasy relevant in this game. I'm telling you right now. A yeah. TD guarantee. 
a TD guarantee. Can we go with that? Oh. Stamp that. Stamp it? Okay, I'm working on that. I'll come on a little stamp to stick on the Dr. Good Call thing, okay? Yeah, Perfect. put that on stamp. Yeah, 100%. So you're stacking this bitch up opposites. You've got the quarterback on one side yep. and the wide receiver for the other team. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like Absolutely. that. It's the reverse Because I just stack. think both teams are just going to keep scoring. I don't think either team can stop the other. And I just think it's going to end up very, very high. So I just I want a, I want a bit of both sides, to be honest. It's a menage a moi. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Hooked on a feeling. Yes, I know. I'm just making shit up. Hooked on a feeling. Yeah, we So good. Too good. Too good. I had to remind him of that one. Now, I know that you got, even with 2.9 points in PPR last week, Conk was like tight end four. But have you got something a little bit more deep for us this year, <laughs> this week? With All right, boys. This week, boys, I'm really confident about this one purely because of who he's playing against. I'm taking Hunter Henry up against Arizona, who will last <sighs> against tight end. I'm wow. taking that shot because Arizona are an absolute piece of shot up against tight end. They just give it up to anyone. It doesn't matter who is in that jersey. If they play the tight end position, they're getting a touchdown. So, Hunter Henry... <laughs> He's in this week, baby. Let's go. Perfect matchup. Any goober can get a touchdown against us. You said this last season, and you said it the season before, and it's still true. Yeah, um, it's still true. <laughs> Look at Kittle. They are just so bad. Yeah. They just Look forget tight ends exist, which, to be fair, as fantasy players, we like to do Guilty. that too. So Arizona <laughs> sort of, you know, hits home a bit. Uh, but in oh, the is end, there a TD actually- guarantee here? Oh, they actually please. meant you. Oh, look, I, you know what? Stuff it, Matty. See, I'm doing another touchdown guarantee. I'm taking yeah. feeling as Henry. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. It's a tight end. Look, if it's a tight end, you got to have it. I'm not scared. Write this down. Write this down, Mac Truck. I'm writing it down. I'm getting Mac Truck. I love it. Can you get I'm the? I'm getting real aggressive. I'm getting real aggressive. Oh. I'm showing some serious passion for these guys. Can you get like the slot machine sound behind it? TD guarantee this week, Maddie. Can you get some It's just going to be my swan song. <laughs> yeah, not trying to like upplay the gambling and shit, but I, I want to just. I'll get I like a cheering to... crowd behind it and uh, and a slot machine. Yeah, let's do that. It's just like ding 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 ding. And like we're going, yay! <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so I know that they were on by last week, but I think even last week Arizona gave a touchdown up to a tight end somewhere. Surely. I mean, <laughs> if they had any sort of practice run, I'm sure whatever tight end fucking scored. Yeah. Sure, Trey McBride had 15 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. So let me just recap the starting lineup before you go into your AIDS candidate. You've got Goff versus Minnesota because they're a ball bag against quarterbacks. And then the captain. James Cook looking like the real deal and looking like he's going to get some work. He's a bit more explosive in his matchup this week as well. Looking looking good for that. Uh, and then we've got Thielen in the uh, menage moi against, uh, against Detroit in the same game we've taken Goff um, because they're 29th against wide receiver. And it comes with a... TD guarantee, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm throwing in the drop, baby. Yes, and then uh, Hunter Henry versus Arizona because they're the worst against TE ever to have existed since way back since TV was in black and white because you're giving them another... A TD for a TE. TD guarantees. Okay. Now I've recapped that, I feel good. Oh, this is the bit, man. Stick the neck all the way out there. 
All right, guys. How are you going to solve cancer this week? So, I brought it up last time that I was going to farewell the running back position. I wanted to take a shot at a different spot this time. Oh. I'm just so over the buddy dive over touchdowns, killing <laughs> me at the end of games. Uh, I decided to sort of look elsewhere. And for this week, I'm taking Amari Cooper at the Bengals, who are fourth against wide receiver. Watson looked like pure ass last week, and uh, they are now coming up against a Bengals team who don't allow many fantasy points across the board. Fourth against the wide, re- wide receiver position, to be exact. Cooper also has a horrendous road record, not only this season, but in past seasons also. Here are his home road splits in fantasy for this year. Ooh. At home, he averages 18.95 fantasy points per game. On the road, he averages 6.24 fantasy points a game. Oh. I also left out the Bills game on that one because it was a neutral venue. Yep. I need to see something out of Watson before I trust his receiving core. And the road splits for Cooper show me enough to be worried about this matchup. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally behind this one. I think... To be honest, it almost feels too easy to be to be uh, to be fair. I feel like this is too much an obvious one. Mari Cooper is just—he's never been the most consistent guy. He's, he's like tenth probably- on the year though, he's man. 12. He's having a go. <laughs> Look, let me be honest though—he hasn't been consistent as much. I mean, he's probably been this good this here and there, but to me, he's not like a league winner. He's not. This guy, that guy, I can actually see like full on. Like, I totally agree. Well, I can Dr. guarantee Duclaw. if he's on your fantasy team this week, you're playing him. All right, this I is probably where don't I have think him. He's got a point, though, man. Because okay, I think... this is no, you go. No, no, this is where probably I don't have him on main fantasy team, so I've probably not even thought about Amari Cooper as like an option at all. So I thought, like, probably I haven't done enough research on Amari Cooper or anything, yeah. but. Like, the thing is, like, Amari Cooper, he hasn't had, like, those spell-binding numbers he's had in Dallas. That's probably why I'm a bit against... I mean, wow. Okay, back in, like, 2018, 2019... How good is that word? Well done. I like that. He was good. Yeah, he was pretty good back in the day. Now he's he's a bit... He's getting a little older than Deshaun's in. I I think it's going to be a bit worse for him, to be honest. Well, we to be honest, though, everything you're saying is just adding to my reason as to why I'd stay away from him. You're, yeah, you're no, no, saying... no, I'm agreeing with you. I wasn't not, I was not disagreeing at all. I was no, saying, oh, saying no, almost too obvious. Yeah, I'm I was sort of defending my stance on why I think he thought he fit this because he's wide receiver 12 in the season. Yeah. And I don't think there's a person out there that has him It's not starting him. Like, Maddie can bring up his start percentage. I'm sure it's in the 90s or at least by 80s. Like, yeah, there's no way he's not starting the guy. So, I, I just think he fits this bill because a lot of people are going to have expectations for him because he's wide receiver 12 on the year. He's actually had a fair few blow-up games. Like, he's had multi-20 to 25-point games this year. So, he's actually probably been better than you've realized. So, that's probably for, for owners. Like, I know I have him in a dynasty league and he, he fits into my... Well, I actually brought up early in the year, I kept getting frustrated because I was playing him um, on those road games I mentioned. They were actually the better matchups. Like, he was getting Atlanta and maybe Detroit. He was getting all these, like, really, really good matchups on the road and he just sucked 
so bad. So when he got a tough matchup at home, you weren't playing him. And then all of a sudden, he fucking scored 20 points or something at home. So at the start of the year, he was a bit hard to start sit. But I think since like week seven or eight, with how good his season's been, everyone's just playing him. Like, there's no way you'd be sitting him. Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, like, I I can remember in the preseason, all of us were saying, go with the Deshaun Watson news. Maybe Amari Cooper is somebody you let other people have and then you just trade for him in the middle of the season and just wait for Watson to come back. And I think that's where this is kind of compelling, too, because we're saying now Watson's back and we've seen him once and he hasn't played a game in a year and a half. There's a great chance that this bites Taylor on the end of the dick because Deshaun Watson's now seen the game, got the speed up again. Now he's got a week of practice and then he comes out and he just hyper targets a guy who's clearly his best receiver. I can see this whole thing just shooting Taylor to pieces. So you say it's a low hanging fruit and I think, yeah, easily because you look at all those statistical breakdowns, but you know, Taylor throws out the neutral venue game would have been an away game. He scores 33 points. Uh, So it's not like there isn't precedent for Amari Cooper having a good day away from home. But again, it was against Buffalo who've got troubles stopping the pass. So I, I think that it's it, there is just enough reason to think that this could could bite him in the ass because all of that data is coming with a Jacoby Brissett run offense as well. Yeah. And we've 100%. seen Deshaun Watson play 60 minutes of football in almost two years. So this is where I think yeah. this is kind of this is kind of perfect. Not everyone out there is looking at that home road split either. They're just looking at the fact mm-hmm. he's wide receiver 12 and saying, I'm expecting a wide receiver 12 production this week. So 92% uh, of people agree with you, Tay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Fair enough. He 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 does have that point. Yes. I'm just saying I'm fully on board with Amari Cooper that I think, yeah, you definitely definitely gotta be careful with starting him this week if you have a better option out there, because Amari Cooper is a bit unreliable. I think that's just what I'm trying to say. But yep. yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's just I probably worded that completely wrong, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays out because, yeah, I th- actually think this is kind of pretty risky. Um, and that's, I think, the beauty of it is that then Taylor's saying, I'm going to rely on the numbers. And, um, and, you know, there's some really intangible stuff that can really fly in its face. So, Yeah. I, I think Watson's going to take more than one game to get acclimated to. I'd be I very know. surprised if he came out and played really, really well still this week. But yeah. if he did, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, you know, like, oh, this is oh, a I, great I completely thing. agree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fantasy. Get me the popcorn. <laughs> it's football. Yeah. Football can be like that sometimes. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah. we're saying it's Amari Cooper going against the fourth best passing defense. Uh, he scores all these points at home on average, 18 points for home games. He only averages about six in away games when they're played at true away, not neutral venue. Um, so at a team's home ground that isn't his. And, uh, and man, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this one works out because I can definitely imagine the world where it just comes right around and kicks you right in that little space between your asshole and your ball bag. Oh, yeah. It's a tough spot. Yeah, yeah. I, some would say that might hurt more than a little bit to the back or a little bit to the front from there. Yeah. Look, one more thing to close it off. One more thing to close off this segment. Can we just look? I know past week, I, I don't want to bring up like any political or hysterical things, but look, I, I was like looking for our past shows recently. I, I found that I was looking for our social medias and everything. I found that drop where Taylor. Uh, and Dr. Goodcall were talking about Kanye West and 
Antonio Brown. <laughs> I just thought that was so newsworthy. I think, Maddie, you got to put that in at the end of this one because, man, it's it was just too newsworthy. I was like, dang, I like pulled it off. I sent it to you guys in the chat and everything. I was yeah. just like, yeah, I, I've got to send this again because Taylor just absolutely hit the nail on the head when talking about those two. It, it was just... It was just crazy the accuracy like Taylor had, and this week yeah. alone, like back to back days, or within like twenty four hours, like Kanye and then AB had both like crazy incidents and shit, and like everyone like full on canceled both. And boy, it's it's getting it's getting bad out there. Hopefully, everyone's safe, you know, because yeah. some of this shit is very <laughs> serious. But I do want to put out like Taylor, you did nail your head, the, nail your head. Nailed, uh, whatever you, you you nailed it. You nailed it. I can't speak today. Yeah, scientists should study those two's brains. Like they are yeah, just ma- in all sorts. They are just absolutely no cases. Like it's almost got to a point where, like, I don't even want to say much about them anymore because I actually legitimately feel like they're just not mentally right. Like I, yeah, I I, I, I know that they always talk about AB how he took that shot and he's never really been the same. Yeah. A lot of people draw back to that, yeah. I just, I just think in general he is just mentally deteriorating, and I think Kanye, to be to be fair, has probably been like that most his life. But yeah, I I just, I don't know. Like they just are not sane people, and I think they honestly need more help than they're getting. Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't even know. Maybe it's beyond that point of return, though, for both of them. Yeah, my wife and I used to joke. In a lot of the same way around the craziness of Mariah Carey, like she's a real, you know, pop music diva. Savant and, um, <clears throat> and, and yeah, it's like there was that time when Mariah Carey started her own like reality show of cameras following her around in her life. And it was tough watching because you're looking at this lady who you go, actually, you're really mentally ill. And it is difficult to watch this show and take anything away from it other than I feel like I shouldn't be watching this. Um, and I'm sure my yeah. wife probably watched the rest of it. I just couldn't watch it up to, because it was it was madness. It was it was madness. And I think, man, could you imagine a camera following those guys around and and trying to make a 24 minute production out of what they do for every week? I, I think I would leave feeling equally as uncomfortable. Yeah, I probably feel worse to be honest. Yeah. 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 On that cheery note, the doctor will sort them yeah. out later on. He's uh, got a nice had a jacket or something for them. I don't know, but something in a needle. I don't know. <laughs> he'll, he'll sort them out. Uh, but that is the wrap. And we've got our candidate to try and fix the, uh, the cancer in. We've got our four starters, uh, one at each position for Dr. Good Call. couple of and, guarantees. Yeah, we got some touchdown guarantees. And I'm really looking forward to playing me. with that this week. That's going to be great. Uh, that's your two of the week all done. You can find us on Aussie NFL Fantasy Show practically everywhere, but definitely through our link tree is the place to find the hub for it all. But find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. Of course, we're on YouTube and uh, and all the podcast platforms as well. Tell a friend, like and subscribe. We'll all be back for the next show. And show three in the week is the Fantasy Games. So you guys bring your helmets and mouth guards, okay? It's going to get rough. Yeah, it's going to be good. Okay. Yep. Man, John's going to punch me in his dreams again. <laughs> yes. I made a man, joke for I'm that. Tu- man, I'm turning into freaking Kanye and AB. <laughs> Let me just say, those. Maybe those you're dreams, in the insane as well. I think I actually am. Yeah, god dang. I might actually have to be. Might have to actually be, get cancelled after all that shit I said. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show. When I was playing basketball, I think it was like under-18s, there was this guy that was, uh, he was basically doing an article on this tournament that I was playing in, and he had me in the All-Star 5 and as the MVP, and he called me the Mack Truck. (gasps) I love that. And I need you all to use that once this week. Not here to fuck spiders. Talk to Taylor about how you got fired. NFL. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) He's just fucking not. To be honest, I don't think most of the time you know what you're saying, Taylor. So fair enough. No, you're right. Yeah. I reckon you'd make an excellent running back. Yeah, I'd be the fridge, I think. I'm going to be honest. Yes, yes, I am. I want to beat Taylor. This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show. Yeah, if I'm coaching, I'm plowing Taylor through. That big boy has to go straight through the tackles. I run into them and knock their ass over, Matthew.